What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Jeff Needs Sports and All Ball Network production. This is um, this is a is a, a great night. Um, so what we're going to do? This is we're going to call this the State of the NBA. And uh, what's special about it is I've actually got a couple of great guests who actually watch basketball before uh, you know Shaquille O'Neal played. Uh, so we got some actual perspective from um, some actual veterans, uh, you know, to be honest with you. So we got the cultural marauders with us tonight. We got Curtis and uh, Kyle, my fellow, my fellow marauders, which, which you know, I, I always keep, I always keep the pen close, the coin close. I mean, and um, you know what I mean. So I'm pretty excited about this. I'm pretty excited about this. So I want to thank you guys for coming on. All right, thanks for having um, us, man. It's always a good time when we connect. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So essentially what we're going to do is just kind of break down like how we feel about today's NBA. Uh, you know, of course, we'll reminisce about yesteryear because that's just so fun to do and kind of figure out how we you know, got from A to B. Uh, basically, is what we're going to do. So we're just going to kick it off here. Uh, you know, Curtis, I know you got some big ideas on this. Um, kind of talk about the evolution of the game. I think everybody admits that it's a different game than it was, you know, in the late 80s, early 90s. So uh, we're going to kind of talk about. How it got there, what happened, and who who took us there? So I'll just kind of let you guys take it away with, uh, you know, w w the differences and the players that made it this way. So I'll start it, and thank you, Jeff. Um, I think we're looking at the the basic idea, like the big picture, right? The big picture is finally coming into view for what this sport is supposed to be. You're getting away from, hey, you're seven foot, you need to be down in the paint. You're, you know, six nine, you know, six eight, whatever. You need to be on the block, and then so forth. We are in the era of truly positionless basketball, and it's fun as hell to watch. You were seeing, like, I mean, dudes that that have no business handling the ball, no business, you know, doing the stuff they're doing, and they're just like just doing phenomenal stuff. And it's like nightly, nightly. And you know, I've always watched the game, whether it be the Sacramento Kings versus the Memphis Grizz or Vancouver Grizzlies at the time. Or you know, real whack teams. I always watch the game because you never know what's gonna happen. But now I'm I'm telling you with with the the, the Euro game finally you know front and center, and and you know just the way these guys are playing, the money that's in the in the in the league now, and just the exposure and the market and all this stuff, man. I mean it's 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 so cool to watch and see you know David Stern's vision finally come to fruition of what he wanted for for the NBA. You know, I'm glad to hear you say that, man. Before we get to Kyle real quick, a couple of weeks ago, I tweeted that out. It was like, and, and that's what I meant. And this, that's kind of what inspired this show is like, that's what I meant. It was like, it feels like I'm finally seeing the NBA, like the, the plan worked. Like this has been the plan for 20 to 30 years. Mm -hmm. uh, since what? Well, let's talk about maybe the Olympics in 88. Oh, you got to go back. You go back before. Yeah. Like you said, the, yes, the Olympics in 88. But I'd say even, you can even go back to the pro, the previous Olympics. You know the '84, and you oh, know, yeah. You, oh, the, yeah. The, was that the loss? Yes, yes. Oh, and, yes. And that's when they got a silver medal, and they haven't got it yet. Yep. Nope. Still in the vault. Right. Yep. Right. You wouldn't accept it, and you're looking at you know Euro players, man. The Euro players have always been fundamentally sound, and now you're looking at the same Euro players with that fundamentals. Now they're getting the athleticism that you know our players yeah. have you know always have for the most part. They've watched yeah. the Jordans. They've watched the Magic. They've watched the Kobe's. You know, all these guys, they've watched these guys and emulated them just like American kids have. And now they're bringing that foundational game with the flair. And it. it's something else, man. Well, I mean, I, I look at it as, like you said, it's, it's where we need to be 
but you know for people like myself it's still it's still weird seeing a Joel and B handle the rock or Giannis <laughs> and and it's like but it but it's like okay David Robinson did that you know um uh Dream did it it's just like but they weren't supposed to do it so now like you guys said the positionless basketball is it, fun to watch and it brings out a whole lot of stars that you wouldn't think would be stars in the NBA, you know, because they can they can do it all, you mm-hmm. know, instead of just you go down to the paint and we'll we'll get you the ball when we can, you know. So I like it. I, I it took me a while. The play-in thing kind of yeah. <laughs> But like I forgot, I forgot Memphis even won the playing game to make the playoffs. That's how long this has been going on, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I think once they streamlined it a little bit more because it was a bit confusing. It it was confusing. Um, because I had some money on the line. That's that's the only reason I say that, but <laughs> that would it, it, that'll confuse things real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. It was so you know, I, I like it. I, I like I, I like the young stars. Um I think every team is going to come back around and, and do something. Like now we have two teams that won one in, what, 71 and the other hasn't won at all? Ever, yeah. So yeah. I like that. I like that. And me and Kels was talking about this probably, probably what, when you were here, uh, mm. about how, you know, it, it's just fun to watch somebody else. Was, and I'm a big Steph fan besides Steph and, and LeBron in the finals. You know, because yeah. we know what we're gonna get. We know what we're gonna get. So, yeah, I, I, but, I think but I made, like it. I think it made for a better playoffs I mean, all did. around. And, and I'm glad to hear you guys say that because it always feels like I'm fighting an uphill battle. Um, and it's not. And I, this isn't a like young people don't get it, anything like that. It just always feels like everybody trying to tell me how. You know, if it's not a big name city, which I've never understood why that mattered in sports. None of the guys on the team are most of them aren't from the city. I never understood why that mattered. I mean. Kells, you're wearing a Phoenix jersey. Like that, they shouldn't be an NBA, but they're a great NBA city. I mean, it, I don't. I never knew why the LA thing, the New York thing, mattered. Um, I'm not saying I don't care when they're in it, but I also can appreciate the players. But and then, um, you know, and I, I've enjoyed it a lot. I've enjoyed seeing the young guys learn. We, I think we've watched Giannis learn how to be a basketball player, and I, since Game Five of that Jets or Jets <laughs> wrong <New> jersey team, <laughs> the Nets series. We watched we we watched Giannis learn how to play basketball, winning basketball, and he's like, okay, I, I need to chill out on the three pointers till the off season and go to hoop. And you know, we watched his the most the most previous game, like he just went off. You know, yeah. he was just a bulldog, and 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 that's what you know. We we get to watch the evolution of these guys. We watched Aiton. We watched him become better uh, yeah, through yeah, the playoffs. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know, Booker, we we watched Booker take a step back. I think he's taking a bit of humble pie. Like, you know, he he was getting put on this pedestal. And I, I know he's a great player, but I'm saying we've we've also watched him like, oh, wait a minute, it's not as easy as you thought it was going to be game one. I you think know, that, things like that. I think with Devin Booker, it's intentional because, you know, aside from I think there's one player who had been on that team longer than him. He, he might be the longest senior player on, on that team. He might be. Right. But now he's learning. He The, the, the talent was there. Now he's learning how to lead, and now in order to yep. lead, you got to follow first. And he's never yeah. had to do it because he's always been the alpha. Yep. Now yeah. Chris coming in, now yeah. he has to follow, and that's only going to make him better. You yeah, know, absolutely. Once Chris Paul well, leaves, and retires. Well, I, I think that he's like Jeff said, he's taking that back seat because 
he knows somebody that's been in the league since he was before he was born, pretty much. Uh, you know, and 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 Chris Paul is from the home state. You know, I'm from North Carolina. He's from the home state, and to see this guy never really get to the to the second round, or if he got to the second round, he got bounced. You know, now to see him at 36, 37, you know, doing what he's doing because he's he's killing that mid range. Yes, and yeah. and they know where he's going, and they still can. And he's no, not athletic. He's yep. not athletic at all, mm-hmm. and they still can't stop it. Yeah. But the, the thing I like, you know, it, uh, to get to your point is Devin Booker saying, you know what, man, if we win, people will want to come and play. You know, people will want to come and play. So let's just – let me just go on this fantastic journey and let's see what we do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, it's learning to be a teammate, learning to be a better – that's what all – and I think this has been one of the best playoffs I've ever seen for yeah. advancement. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. we I mean, we watched the Sixers – learn in a different way by getting knocked out we watched you know all these things happen which you know goes back to what we talk about you know you guys you guys brought up Embiid you know we talk about Giannis talk about Kevin Kevin Durant at seven foot tall to do what he does so how did we get from you know Kyle brought it up if you're seven foot you know get under the basket how did we get from there to to the perimeter game with these big guys like I to me I know Akeem was one of the big evolutions of the game to me and he could have been all these guys he's one of the few he's one of the guys that like would kill it right now he would be so comfortable right now but um how, how do we get here I, well go ahead, um, go ahead. I, go I'll ahead, take Kyle. this one I'll take this one so I look at it like this and, and it's crazy that you said you know I think one of the biggest guys that I never saw play probably would be Wilt the reason I say Wilt is because he was a Harlem Globetrotter so, do you understand that this dude, nine times out of ten, could probably handle the ball? Mm-hmm. He can handle the ball. You know what I'm saying? So, I look at that and say, well, wow, you know, this guy has the talent, but you come into the league, hey, none of that razzle-dazzle shit, go to the block. You know what I'm saying? Go to the block and earn your money, whatever. And, and I think, <laughs> <laughs> like you said, with, with, with Hakeem, when, when – you know, David Robinson, and I, did, I mentioned him earlier, he was a guy that could – he could put his head down, probably in open court. Get, I've seen a lot of highlights of him when he scored like, what, 50 that game or something like that, mm-hmm. where he was running the floor and all. But the thing that, that, that really – why I would choose Keem uh, over David Robinson is because this guy would catch the ball like 10 feet from the basket on the sideline Basically, like coffin corner sideline, yeah. and 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 give you some moves, and 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 I know he and, and for those of you that don't understand, if you've never watched the World Cup, uh, King played soccer, so his footwork was awesome. So to see somebody with the ball with their feet with less than a yard do a move and get by somebody, it's what he incorporated into the game. And then it's like okay, time goes on, and then we get back to. Well, we need a big man, and then it's Shaq, and it's it's whoever else you want to throw in that picture that 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 was just a big man. You know what I'm saying? But I think now these guys, man, they they don't want to be put into a basket. You know, they just want to they want to hoop. And 
I don't know, man. It's amazing to me, man, what these what these guys do. Like for real, it is. Oh yeah, it's incredible. The, the, like what what Giannis is doing now. Like he he barely even. He's just learning to play like real. Mm-hmm. Like he's learned to play he's in the professional ranks. Off athleticism, he really yeah. hasn't put it together yet. It, where he, he's be, he sees the court, but like, he's figuring it out. Yeah, yeah, he he's figuring it out along the way, but he's just relying on athleticism right now. You know, so which yeah. so, which so, which is a bad, which is a good and bad thing. Ask LeBron. Right. It depends on <laughs> no, and it depends on it depends on what he does too with it. Like we see Ben Simmons, like. I don't question his motivation or anything, but I question I his do. techniques in the offseason. I, <laughs> I do. It's the, the question's there to be raised. Like, what are you doing in the offseason? We know the historic offseasons. I mean, we watch Jordan. I mean, you guys know Jordan, Kobe, those guys. Their game changed every year. You know, this different. It's just everything about it, and just some of these guys don't. So, so Kels, I'll let you take this one. We talk about the evolution. The biggest difference in the game is the three-point shot. I mean, it's – that's that's not even close on the discussion. I, I put it out there the other day. It was one of the Bulls championships. They made five three pointers in the entire championship run. I don't remember what year it was, but that's yeah. that's insane compared to like a, a player has five now. It's an exactly. all right night. Steph will have that in by halftime. He'll have five, yeah. nah. by halftime. Nah, he'll have five threes on a good night. He'll have five threes in the first quarter. Yeah, and, and yeah. how did like I don't I don't really know how we got here outside of just him doing it. I mean it. It feels like it had to be more gradual, but, man, I don't remember anything until Golden State was like, we don't care anymore. I'll tell you where it came from. It came from those those Spurs teams, those those later Spurs teams before Duncan and Ginobili and, and uh, Parker got out of there. That's where you started seeing more space, more ball movement and all that stuff. When they, when they went against Miami that second time, or like right around hovering around that time, you started seeing it. And it looked like a soccer game, just the spacing and the movement and the cutting and, and – precision and, it, and that's where i started noticing i was like man these guys don't look like the old spurs that would put you to sleep you know that <laughs> that 05 championship when they were 04 when they went against detroit 05 04 whatever but um that that first team was boring as hell but it looked different and like i said when you look at your look at your your your, your core right argentina france and caribbean fair enough <laughs> right there you got you have you have the the makings of an international team right there. And then let's not forget, you know, you still had a couple other, you know, foreign players on there as well. You know, Patty Mills from Australia, you know, so, I mean, they all played an international game, just pops, you know, tutelage, I guess, you know, under pops tutelage, but I'll take it back even further, man. Like you're looking at the evolution of the game. You talked about the three point shot, the three point shot back in the day would have got you benched, <laughs> you know, oh, oh, you chuck up too many of them. You're getting benched. You unless, had to be down. Yeah. Unless you, you're had being, wide, you had to be wide open. Yes. Yeah. Or or your name had to be Mark Price, Craig Hodges, Michael Jordan, you know, of that ilk, right? You had to be of that. But I look at it, right? I, I, and, and before we went, I looked at the question. I was like, I'm going through the eras. You, I, I'll take early 80s, man, when you had Magic and Bird, right? Marquee matchup, probably one of the biggest rivalries of all time, Lakers-Celtics. You look at they bashing heads. You got the Sixers floating in there every now and again, kind of making a little bit of noise. You transition, you know, to the 90s with the Jordan era Bulls, the Pistons. It was basically the East would beat up on each other. It was bully ball, right? Bully ball in the 90s with a little bit of finesse. You transition to when Jordan left the game, and now you have more finesse. You had the baggy shorts era, you know, the, the, the ugly, right? The, the jail blazers and all that stuff. Everybody wanted to go there. 
Yeah, everybody yeah. wanted to jump over everybody. No defense was being played. You saw the seven second or less offense with with Phoenix and stuff like that. There was no defense to be found in the league. So now you start getting an influx of of, of star players like your Dirks, like your Steve Nashes, you know, and, and those guys. Those are coming in, and you're starting to pay, kind of pay attention to these dudes. And more and more, more and more, Dirks fadeaway three pointer. You know, the you know the, the one footed three pointer, unstoppable, right? Steve Nash. Man, he could hit you from here right now. Somehow that ball will wind up in your car from Steve. Yeah, yeah you're right. <laughs> and so, and you're looking at it, and and we're at the next stage of where we got a little bit of all of that with the culmination of the Golden State and Cleveland series, where you had another transcendent star doing things you've never seen done before with the basketball with Steph Curry, up against another transcendent star like LeBron. The the basically the 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 definition of positionless basketball, right? This dude can play all five positions. Yes, he's a little bit weaker on a three point shot, but he's gotten better, you know, as he progressed. So, you're looking at these two go to head. You're looking at the culmination of that, and now we're looking at the next phase where okay, Euros run the league. Euros yep. are going to run the league probably for the next ten years because we got even more coming. Ten. In. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. I say for the next 10 because these kids are going to have to go back and, and, and take notes. You're seeing it already with, with look, the uh, Olympic team, how hard they're struggling against these look, guys. Man, I, I will tell you what, what sets them apart and from Euro basketball from, from NBA basketball is because these guys can turn pro at like 14, 13. They're playing against grown men. So to yeah. get to your point, Dirk's, all Dirk's shot was an adaptation of a hook shot, but it was a three-pointer. Yeah. You can't stop it. Yep. You're going to foul him. You're going to foul him or, or break his ankle. One of the and he probably, he probably had to learn that shot as a kid because he was smaller. He was short. Yes, was exactly. Short. He was short. Yeah. He was short, just like with Steph. Uh, Steph, his shot, the way he shoots, you can tell. He's – okay, Steph's probably like 6'3", maybe 6'2". He, he's 6'3", yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, but he, he didn't – he was short. He was short. Mm-hmm. So he had to learn how to shoot. And probably he probably was getting his ass kicked. I mean, let's just be real. And he yeah. had to figure out, hey, just like just like Reggie Miller. And you watch Reggie Miller and Cheryl Miller, yep. how he had to get that shot because he would always block it. And yep. now you can't stop it. And and it's just determination. And I and I think the one thing uh that the that the you know, AAU was cool. And all that for kids, just just getting back to the the pro setting in the Euro AU is cool, but I'm just telling you, these kids are playing like some of the best players I've ever seen played against grown men, like from the time they were ten on up. Yeah, and it's just like they got there, they got there, took their lumps, they got their weight, they got their height, and then they come back senior year high school. You can't stop these guys. You know what I'm saying? You're right, and and yeah, I think yeah. that's a great point. I look at. And I look at this, and I'll make this this quick point, Jeff, real quick. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, no, you go right ahead, man. We're 10 years, you know, about what, 10, 11 years away from when Dwight Howard was playing in the finals against Kobe. And Dwight Howard, Dwight, Dwight Howard was borderline the face of the league. That dude was everywhere. They were pumping him up to be one of the faces of the league. He was on the commercials, all kinds of junk. Goofy, yeah, dude, goofy, goofy, goofy. Yeah. Well, aside from that, right? But his dominance at that that small window. What yeah. happened to this dude? Like, imagine if he had went to Europe, if he had the training of a Euro player, what Dwight Howard would have looked like, you know? So, I mean, it just it, those Mike areas, David Robinson, 
Exactly. Yeah, they come so quick. You he quick. probably would have been if he would have worked out with Dream. That's who he would have been. Yeah, he turned it down. He turned it down. Yeah, he turned it down. Exactly. He turned it down. Well, that's yeah. That Dwight's a he's a he's a unique conversation. He's he is what he is. Um, what, what could have been, or what ifs, or whatever you want to call it. And that's a good yeah. And I think you brought up a good one too. When I look at the missing link here, uh, it's it's those early two thousands Steve Nash Phoenix teams to where like you know th that I think that was the you know whatever the 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 diving board, you know, for when everybody's like, Oh, this might work. Um, you know, and Steve did everything. Steve, you know, if he would have played in this era, would have shot more threes, you know, to me, that was a, he was the guy that kind of, you know, transitioned as far as the smaller, smaller players and guards. I tell you who else we forget about too. Those 2000 Sacramento Kings teams too. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were built yep. like what we're looking at now as well. So really good. Yeah. And a lot of what's changed too is, what they did was, uh, especially Golden State, you know, the Cleveland teams, they took their their big man and they're like, okay, you don't necessarily have to be seven foot and swat the ball out of the gym, but we need you to be able to pass and quickly. And that's the European thing that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And that was the biggest transition is small ball, like everybody's small. Yeah. And there's more teams. Where they, <laughs> yeah, you talk about the jailblazers, like they could have done that when they had Rashid and all that. Bonzi Wells. Bonzi? Yeah. Bonzi well. yeah, those teams were good, man. But they played at a time with that, those nasty, you know, early early two thousand Lakers. You know why that team didn't? Why they never got over the hump? Because they took a chance on an older European player who was really good, but he was just past yeah. the time. Yep. And they got Arvidas Sabonis six, maybe four years prior. Four years. Yeah. I'm gonna give him four. There was nobody in the league like when they, when the Bulls found out with Tony Kukoc. Like, yeah. oh my God, this dude is—he has—he's—he's he's, uh, he has the height, you know. He has—he can shoot. He has all the intangibles they were looking for. He's a compliment player because you get you forget about him because of Mike and Mike and Pip. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, he's one of the most forgotten players of all time. If we're really being honest, only time you remember Tony Kukoc is if you talk about the Bulls by chance, you know, but. Yeah. As far as like throwing them out there, we've talked about how many different Euro players, and now 22 minutes into this, Tony Kukoc just ain't just Tony. I remember he had some big games in some of those finals mm -hmm. runs where he was he was the reason they won a game. Mm -hmm. Look, and and rest in peace to Drazen Petrovic. Mm -hmm. Oh De man, De Detlef Shrimp. Yep. <laughs> you know, Sarunas Marcelonis, him too. Yep. Hey man. Hey, the Duncan Dutchman, if he didn't have them bad, them bad feet. <laughs> Go along with that bad haircut. Yeah, that, that was terrible. <laughs> yeah, man, nothing Nothing looked right with that dude. But he, uh, he, he looked like the dude that was sharpening pencils in, uh, in detention, waiting to shank somebody in the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he no. wasn't quite quite ready. He <laughs> looks like that guy when they had that meat. I like turtles. That, that's, like, that's that guy. But – I'm just saying, like, look at look at the players we've named, and you know, careers were either we didn't get to see the whole the whole career, or we saw injuries, you know, got or death, you know. But even those guys were special, like, you know, yeah. the the Drazen with the with the with the whatever a blue that was with the Nets when they had the little checkerboard floor back in the day, yep. and that dude was just chunking threes, and it was like. He's open, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he I think I think realistically, 
you know, when we talk about players that transcended the game, it's a lot of players that had short careers that were doing stuff and it caught on and then they would either be out of the league or whatever. And then it would be like, okay, we're going back to, you know, give the ball to a big man and, and try to score yep. down low. Yeah. That's a good point. They would all they would always fall back into those traps. You're right. Every time we talked about some of these teams, we talked Sacramento, Trailblazer, like they wouldn't commit to that. That they they were like, nah, this this almost worked, and then let's go back. The sun, there was even some Nuggets teams back in like the late yeah, yeah. '80s that yeah, were putting yeah. up 130. You know, and, and then uh, um, Chris Jackson comes along and just, yep. but, it, but they just didn't stick with that. that form. Yeah, yeah, they didn't see it. And, and then Shaq didn't help because he comes along and he's so dominant. They're like, no, 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 we're going back to Shaq. And then Robinson and then Duncan. So everybody's like, no, 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 we need to, we need to, you know, get back towards the center. Shaq. And then Golden State just blew it out of the water. Yeah. Shaq, Shaq had no choice but to be good. He had no choice but to be good. <laughs> yeah. None. Because, you know, you're you're seven foot, man, 400 pounds. And I'm talking about in, in, in shape Shaq. Was 280, wasn't he? He was like 280 in shape. Yeah, in shape, Shaq oh. was a problem. Yeah. yeah, Orlando Magic Shaq was a problem, and I don't even like year, Shaq. Year one, Lakers Shaq was a problem. Oh my god, oh, yeah. Man. yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a yeah, yeah, and that's just you know, it's freaky. And then, but then everybody's like, well, we got to draft a guy to stand in front of him when they what they should have done. That's when they should have went. Forget the center. We need to just run to the perimeter. That's the only run chance around. we got. Run around. And it, what, did, what did Detroit do when they upset them? They're like, oh, we don't care. Yeah. We'll just we'll play we'll play out here in the you know mid range in the perimeter. And you know if you get your thirty, fine. But you yeah, know. some somebody else has got to beat us. That's pretty yeah. much yeah. what they said. Yep. Yeah, and you that was key on, key on Kobe because yeah. Kobe was carrying that team. Yep. So yep. so and that was the that, year with Kobe was going back and forth to court. I mean that's part yep. of it. That's a good point you brought up, Jeff. Like, you know, a lot of people don't realize, you know, some people like LeBron, LeBron is going to get his, well, now 25, 26 points. But it's like, make Danny Green be this. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Or make, when they, when they won the chip, or make make Dennis Schroeder beat us. Make this guy beat us. Which we is what LeBron, San Antonio did. Yeah. yeah. We know LeBron's going to get his, but, you know, Nope. And t- teams are so scared. Oh, but we got to contain. No, you don't. Just stay in front of them. You got five fouls, six fouls. Like well, Phoenix, Phoenix just showed you how to do it. Phoenix yeah. just showed you. You know, yeah. so yeah, that's true. So, so we'll we'll transition on. Um, so what we, we talked about the evolution. You guys already kind of brought this up. I mean, the next phase. It feels like I don't know. It doesn't feel like you guys think it's going backwards. What do you what do you think the next ten years looks like in the NBA? Euro dominance. Yeah. Euro dominance. We're it's gonna you're gonna start seeing more Euro players come out as number one picks than beside your Andrea Bargnani's and, and all that nonsense. You're gonna Darko see some real, Yeah, you're gonna see some real heavy hitters coming. That's a rough one. Yeah, I know Darko was terrible. But yeah, I mean it's 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 about to be dominated. You're gonna see Luca's gonna get an MVP and and Giannis and Luca will be the faces of the league for the for the next ten years. Almost have to be right. I mean, I'm, I'm, there's some good guys like Tatum and Booker's going to be good, but as far as the face, man, I especially, I mean, you know, no, okay. no offense, guys, but if Giannis pulls this off, <laughs> it's a, it's going to be a big deal. So, so look at it like this: you said face. I, I get that face of the league, but 
do you think the faces with Luca and and you brought up Luca and I know Giannis is playing in the final, so that story has yet to be written. So do you think Luca's gonna win a chip? If he's if he's the face of the league and doesn't win a chip, how does that work? That's a great question. How are we gonna treat how are we gonna treat these these guys if they don't? Are we gonna hold them to the fire like we do LeBron well, and Kobe and Shaq? How do you how do you hold how do you how do you view Chris Paul? Man, Chris Paul's a tough one with me. Um, it, you because because that, that's how you would have to look at Luca. I would think at some Chris, point. I think his, his career, if he still doesn't have anything, Chris, you well, would have to look at Luca the same way you look at Chris Paul. Well, look, look at look at like this. Okay, all these guys: LeBron, Steph, Clay, Durant, uh, all the all the guys above, just above the younger guys now. In ten years, are going to be out of the league, right? So. With Chris Paul, when Chris Paul was in, he he always was, in my opinion, was overlooked because we had this plethora of players playing at the time. But he was the point guy. There was no there was no mistake in that. But it was just like Chris Paul's on channel eight, but Kobe's on channel ten. Like you, know, it's like, <laughs> you're not watching, you're not watching a New Orleans Hornets game. You yeah. might or take the box. They would get that. They would get that ten thirty slot when you're ready to go to bed. You ain't really trying to care about the New Orleans Hornets. Yeah. So, bed, yep. so I would say, Chris Paul, like Jeff said, that's a touchy one for me because Chris Paul's been that guy chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. Did he have some great teams? Yes. Should he have stayed? He stayed too long in one place or another. Yes. But he's never really been able to choose his own. Like he's never been able to choose where he wanted to go. Has he? He's always been traded. Finally, we're going to going to Phoenix. I think it was. And I was okay. going to bring that up. Let's let's. Chris Paul has a different career if they don't forfeit that trade. They don't block that trade oh, to the yeah. Lakers. Yeah, he's got an entirely win. different career. He's got, win. he's got three championships right now. Yeah. I believe it. But but back to the your question, Jeff. Like I said, you know the 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 next ten years. Like I said, it's going to be Euro. It's going to be Euro. Heavy. I believe that. I believe and, that. I and, believe and, that. And, and you know, we're gonna look at we're gonna look at these college players coming out like we looked at Euro players like about five, six years ago. Yeah. Like, okay, that's a cool oh, one. Wow. Yeah, they did some stuff. Euro <laughs> players, Euro players gonna dominate, I'm telling you. And then is there still is there still gonna be college players or is it gonna be going to the pros out of high school, like the G League kind think, of stuff? I think LaMelo kind of put the blueprint on how, how to do it, it. On how to do it if you if you bypass college. He, he, he just showed the blueprint on how to do it. You come yeah. in, you play against Roman. He, he took the Euro route yeah, that all the Euro route. He did. That Rubio and all those guys took and came in, and they were already used to playing against Roman. So he had no problem coming in and destroying these cats. So, and, so I ask you, so, you know, we're the culture marauders. So, like, here's a bonus question. What does that look like as far as we know? We know how much of like young culture, hip hop culture, all this stuff is linked to the NBA. And we love it. You think of the Iverson days, all these guys. What does how does that hold up as far as like the, the, the culture of basketball and the shoe sales and all that? Do you think that holds up with the European players? Yes. And I think it's gonna tap into a totally different market because okay it's always catered to American, specifically the black community, right? Yep. It's always catered to that. It's 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 our culture, even though it's a universal music. You got hip hop in England, you got it in Germany and so forth, but now you're gonna be able to tie a European face to the, the culture. And then it's also going to bring in some of these European rappers and all these guys, like you got the guys up in um, 
um, England, like like uh, uh, Skepta or Scepter or whatever his name is, and all those guys that are making small noise, yeah. they're going to start going up because okay. these players are going to start riding yeah. with these dudes, yep. and they're going to be down with them, therefore bringing them into the mainstream culture. So I, I, I think that's a great. I like that take on it. That makes me all, feel better. Look, all it takes is a, all it takes is a release of a shoe and a commercial. That's yeah. all it takes. If it I was Luka, if I was Luca, I would put Europe's top MC on, on my commercial for my shoe. That's all you got to do, and it changes everything. It, it changes and we saw it work with soccer. I mean, we we know we know how many. I know kids that you know their favorite players are Messi, uh, Ronaldo, and guys like that. So we we do know that the fame crosses over. And I hadn't really thought about leaning into it like that. I thought more about like you know the New York side of it and all that. But mm. I, I think it's. You, you made me feel better about it. I, I feel better about it now than I did maybe five minutes ago. And, and look at I – th- I still think Africa. Africa is such an untapped market because you looked at the Nigeria game. You still yeah. got yeah. the players yeah. out of Cameroon. The players out of Cameroon, we haven't even really touched that, that market yet. And imagine what you could do if you could pull some of, you know, some of the resources from Africa. Well, in they, time have, they have. Joel and B. No, 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 I'm saying. But some of the, the – if you tap into that market besides the actual player, like – you know their their uh their their culture like their MCs their music their clothing oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. you start bringing that over here I'm telling you it's, the sky's the limit because it's truly going to be a global game and you're going to be able to grow it everywhere and it's going to help Adam Silver grow those different leagues in those different parts of the world and we can't forget too how how China's digested yes yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, Ming mean was a big catalyst for that you know just for the Asian market alone. Yeah, the Chinese money that's flowing in and, and the way they devour the sport, yeah. uh, can, that, it's huge. It's huge. The Some of these players, I, I forget who it was. I think it was Dwayne Wade had some had some Chinese endorsements. Yeah, he was playing. And yeah, made yeah. – uh, Clay, Clay Thompson, too. Well, yeah. They, yeah, they make a bunch of money. Yeah. And, and you don't necessarily – and they're showing that you don't necessarily have to be one of the heavyweights in the shoe game like your Adidas, your Nikes, your Under Armors, and Reebok. Well, Reebok, so what? Puma now is making some noise, but now all these smaller brands are, are cutting deals with these athletes, and, and you're seeing it, and the growth is there, the money is there. All the, money. the monies. Yeah. <laughs> go, go back to the early 2000s where N1 was putting out a, was putting out shoes, and they had Kevin Kevin Garnett and um, Kevin Garnett and Jadakiss on a commercial. Bro. Pushing N1. I, I'm going to you know, stop, stop you right uh-oh. now. Kevin Garnett, and, and since you brought this up, and I know that's your guy. Hey, hey, hey. watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. I know, mouth. I know that's your guy. But he had one of the <laughs> dopest Nike shoes and just yeah. let it go. Let it go. Ones. Yeah. And that, that like, uh, and, and uh, what's the name? Did they, uh, Somebody else did that, too. They had a dope first, second shoe, and then just. Duncan. Duncan had a yeah. dope shoe Nike. And, and he have a, burned off. Yeah. Yeah, D- well, he got well. Kevin KG went to Adidas and Nike too, right? Yep. Yeah, he, he went to N one after he left Nike and then went to Adidas. Yeah, yeah. But um, I just think that, like you said, if if the markets are tapped, if you know, like you you know, you said something about the college game, Jeff. I think I, I think um now I think the college game. I don't know where the college game is going as far as. It's. I really well, don't. You got to pay well, him. Well, look, have- well, look, listen, listen, and, and I'm glad you said that because I was talking to someone earlier today, and I was like, you know, these kids might stay for more than one year now. Mm-hmm. It's possible. And I said you might see some dynasties back up because 
And the NCA played, they slow played everybody like, no, 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 we don't want to do this. We And then it's like, yeah, do it. And it's like, you know what? By doing that, if some booster or some Nike or whoever, whatever company comes in, Coke, hey, we'll give you $2 million if you stay three years. You know, or we'll give you this if you stay three years. And now you might start seeing a whole bunch of guys come out like back in the 80s when people went to school four years or three years. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Do you think we'll start seeing college kids represent the U.S. if that happens in the Olympics versus pros? Do you think we'll go back don't, there? Don't they have to have one college player on the team? That's it, or though. Two? I think they just have to have one. Yeah, but I'm saying instead of playing NBA, like, using NBA players, do you think they'll go back to using these college kids? Man, I don't know what – I tell you what, after this weekend, I don't know what Team USA's plan is because – I, I wouldn't blame the NBA players for being like, okay, that's enough. Like, yeah. kind of, we, we played this thing out. Yeah. Uh, but if we if we send our college players right now against Europeans, like, no, they're, they're going to get smoke. demolished. Yeah. Well, I think I, I think that, and not to cut you off, Jeff, I think that the NBA what they're gonna what they're gonna do is that what they should do is obligate. For eight, when is the Olympics? Every eight years, every four years, summers, every, every four. Every four. They should obligate the top players in the league and throw them some more money and say, "Hey, you, you're playing because <laughs> we need this. We need this gold medal." <laughs> like, because you know how many people opted out and aren't playing. Like, we got the we, we, good. We got, go ahead, go. We got the, the tier C squad out there almost. Man, that's putting it. That's putting it kindly. The heck has Steph ever played on a on an Olympic team? I don't think he has. I don't believe so. He's never I, been on a Olympic team. I don't think he wants to. Well, he's always coming out the finals too. Like when they were yeah, the last time they yeah, played yeah. him. Last, last year he was hurt. This yeah. year, I mean, yeah, he's never been on Olympic team. I, 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 I don't think they would. I don't think that. I don't think they would put him on there because he's always hurt. Um, I think more so they would put like. I think they will put Clay on there. I, I mean, a healthy clay, you know, probably reserve clay to come off the bench, shoot some threes. But no, I don't think Steph's ever played. Yeah, I thought about did that Re last. Did Reggie, Reggie play? play? Did Reggie play? Reggie? Yeah, Reggie's on Dream Team too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. They got the, but uh, you know, to me, it's not necessarily a bad thing because we just sit here and talked about how great the world is at basketball. Um, you know, I tweeted out, I got some kickback, but I'm like, it, the game doesn't belong to America as no. much as I love it. I don't think it, uh, and not, I don't, I don't really want it to. <laughs> not yeah. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. I'm yeah. fine with that. It makes uh, it fun. Like you have to have, not only do you have to have league parody, now you have to have world parody. Like, like yeah. it's cool to see Nigeria who used to be the laughing stock. I remember when I used to have the, the uh, USA basketball game on Sega Genesis and Angola was an option to play, nobody <laughs> yeah. picked Angola to you to, to play on that game. Now, <laughs> the teams, man, I'm telling you, they came out, them dudes showed out, they were athletic, they were hungry, and they embarrassed that squad. And then Australia turned around and did it too. So it feels like really like the answer we're looking for, the evolution was the 92 Dream Team. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what changed basketball. It did. Uh, yeah. And set, yeah. set these things into motion, which, I mean, why, why wouldn't it? I mean, yeah. we've I mean, still we've still never seen anything like that again. Mm -mm. I, mean, I mean, we sent we sent the world home, beat up and bruised, and they never forgot that. 
Yeah. So it's like, it's like, hey, when this guy retires, we coming. You know, we coming. And just like the team uh that when they sent LeBron that first go round. Oh um, man. Oh four. Well, they got a bronze Dude. medal. Dude, <laughs> I was at the game when they lost to Italy in Cologne. I was stationed in Germany, and I was at that game. And I had on my Olympic jersey. It was an MWR trip up to Cologne. We was no, all hype, cruising no, no, on the bus. Baby. No. And that bus was silent when we came back. We were like, what the hell just happened? Italy just blazed them dudes, man. Because he was Dude. Iverson, Duncan, nope. Marbury, Michael Red, nope. Omeka Okafor. Oh, oh, no. That was a mess. And then – LeBron, D-Wade, and Carmelo were coming off the bench because Larry Brown didn't want to play him because they were rookies. Larry Brown sucks, man. I can't stand Larry Brown. Dude. Whack. <laughs> man, that 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 pretty much right there. That I've, I've played with Italians in Italy when I was stationed at Aviano. And I will tell you, no matter what move you think you got, what you about to do, nope. Because these mugs play just like on TV. Pass, pass. Everybody can dribble. Everybody can shoot. Yeah. And it's like three-man weave. They coming down doing stuff, scoring, running. Because they play soccer. So you um, think that's, what I, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, if, you're, if you're playing soccer on a on a field and then you come in to just run 90 feet, oh, my God, dude, that's nothing. Yeah. They sprint. They sprint. It's like playing a football game in a gym. Yeah, like it's a lot yeah. easier. <laughs> yeah. Man. So speaking of which, uh, this you know, this is a great question, and I got you guys on, so I gotta ask it. What what do you guys miss about we'll call it the old school game, like early nineties, late eighties, whatever you want to pick from, like just something something you just you just miss about it. <clears throat> oh man, I don't know. I don't know if I really miss besides yeah. <laughs> besides, like, certain, besides certain players, like I miss watching Barkley. I miss watching Jordan. You know, I miss I miss watching like Olajuwon. Like I didn't really appreciate Olajuwon when he was there until after. And yeah. I wish I had paid more attention. Magic. I wish I had kept caught a little bit more Magic. But aside besides that, man, I think the two thousand, the late nineties to two thousands. Even though that was kind of like the garbage era because it was a transition time from Jordan to LeBron Kobe ish type era. I think that part was probably better because you got rid of, you kind of got rid of the power teams outside of you started LA. Fresh. You started yeah, fresh. Yeah, it was a new. It was. It was a complete restart after it, Jordan it leveled the playing field. Instead of the the East being the monster, the West took over, and you started seeing your San Antonios, you started seeing your Sacramento's, your your LA's, your Phoenix start bubbling, and then the East was a little weak, except for the anomaly that was the Detroit Pistons. But other than that, I mean. I don't know, man. I, I enjoy it. And then you saw Durant and them come up, coming up and all that stuff. I, I think I enjoyed that a little bit much. I kind of miss the physicality. I miss the physicality and, and, sure. and the shit talking. That's what I miss. That's I, I kind of what I was going to get at. I kind of miss the, the the personal rivalries or the oh, yeah. team rivalries. Like, you know, and, and I understand why they took some of that out of the game. Some of it was because people just couldn't handle it. You know right. I mean? We know the, the malice and the palace and everything and the dress code. And we know some of the not everything behind that was totally um, genuine, but mm-hmm. it is what it is. But right. I kind of miss just some of the, just just the bitterness, um, you yeah. know, because I grew up watching, you know, Lakers, Celtics. You had to pick one. You had to hate yeah. one. Then the, the, some of the Bulls Knicks series, like, and that, that's always a misnomer. No, no. Pacers Knicks series. Pacers Knicks. 
they're great. I kind of and I, and I'm not saying they're not competitive now, but just some of the chippiness that you could get away with. I um I miss some of that. I'm not saying I I want the bad boys back. That was too much, you know. Yeah. But um, I miss being able to shove a guy and just the ref just be like, all right, that's enough. Yeah. Or, or now, talk, talk talk Mr. Spike Lee. You see somebody talking Mr. Spike Lee running up the court. That was fun. Like you get that's how, how much how much fun was that to watch Trey Young this year for Atlanta. Oh, like that was so much fun. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'll I'll say this. You you brought up a point. You know, a lot of people always like the books, the the Bulls. I'm sorry, the Bulls and whatever whoever they were playing. A lot of people forget that first championship run. The Cavs were a really good team. The yep. Cavs were a really good team. And Mark and uh, what was it? uh Craig uh, Elo. Craig Elo, Brad Doherty, hey, all the hey, kids. Craig Elo was like scoring 27 points a game. He was yep. hooping. Yeah. So you think about all those guys and like a, like getting back to my point. A lot of a lot of people say, oh, the Bulls, this man, that that Pacers, Pacers Nick series was always fun. 94, 94 year, man, where yeah. where we missed that lay-in at the at the oh, man, look with the Davis and brothers. It, Yep. And then and then you had the 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 Phoenix and and whoever they were battling when they were trying to get the finals at Yeah. Yep. Hey, look, that was some that was great basketball. I don't miss I miss every I don't miss the the like you said the physicality of people getting knocked out of the air and landing on the elbows or wrists or you know and, and it just be a foul. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I, I I hate to see that, but the thing that I can't stand now, just to just to kind of tie the two together, is everybody's friends. Everybody's buddy, friends. Buddy. Everybody's friends buddy. in the league. Oh, hey, you know what? After this game, guys, come over to my house. Hey, Bron's throwing a party, and it's like Let's everybody wants. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, you know, we can be friends after the season, but during the season, like, let's go at it. Let's let's hoop. You know, leave it all out on the floor, you know, whatever. But in a sense, I think it's been good for the game because a lot of these guys with trades and, and free agency would never happen or happening now because these guys are cool and say, mm-hmm. oh, well, I want to go play with Chris Paul or I want to go play with this guy. And, and then they go. And then you're like, wow, like, okay, cool. Didn't see this coming. Didn't know they were friends like that. But all right, cool. And, and yeah, to Piggyback off what you said, talking about, you know, them being buddies, and then, Jeff, with your question about the evolution of the game, you look at the evolution of the game from their their stars, right? Michael Jordan changing the whole business landscape with the sneaker deal, Nike, the endorsements and all that stuff. He changed all of that. That he didn't want to take. That he didn't want to take. (laughs) Right. And, And then you turn around and look years later with LeBron changing how players now have control of their careers in the league. That whole decision thing, he gets knocked for it, but yeah. that had ripple effects throughout all of sports, sports period, not just the NBA, sports period, because you're looking at Aaron Rodgers today, talking about he doesn't want to come back to the Packers even though he's under contract. He's making his decision, and, and now the Packers are going to have to make a move on that because he just doesn't want to be there. They got The Lakers got Anthony Davis under the same idea. Hey, I don't want to play here. I don't care what the contract says. Get nope. me out. And that's all because of LeBron. Granted, he was a free agent. But he 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 showed that they're not coming here to see Mark Cuban or 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 uh, JD in the straight shot and the, the band like like how he said they're not coming here to see the owners they're coming here to see us 
we make the money for this league. And so that's yeah. part of the evolution as well from a business standpoint and taking control of your career. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know what? That's a huge difference in today's game. I'm glad you brought that up. The business side's drastic. Like, uh, you know, and, and I have no problem with that. I'm always a player guy mm -hmm. because, you know, and I know it goes too far, but, but, you know, that, that's how it had to be. Like, they were restricted for so many decades. Yes. Decades. They wouldn't give these guys money or what they owed. And uh, football they say, still way behind. Right. And didn't they say, like, free agency in the NBA didn't come along until, like, the 90s or something like that? It was something weird. Like, it hasn't been that long. It was, like, the late 80s, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, something like that. Like, and that's crazy. So, you know, I mean, more power to them, man. More power. Well, well you know, yeah. free, ag free agency was almost like, if you wave a basically it's like waving a guy. If you mm -hmm. wave a guy, somebody can pick you up off waivers you up. free free agent. Yeah. I mean, it's like you don't have a home, you don't have a castle to call your own. So it's like, you know, but you know, Jeff, I, I have a question for you. Okay. And and this guy and I talk about this all the time. Not to take too much off of what we're doing, but I have to ask you this question. Who do you think will be the first person? to jump big name to jump ship and go and play with the Knicks. Oh man. I, I I've changed my mind like weekly. Like I really, really thought Dane. And then I'm like, now I'm starting to back off Dane. Good. And then I was you should, then, man. Smart play. Smart play. <laughs> I, I, I mean, that was my original thought. And then, of course, see, at the Off the Ball Network, we've got several Knicks fans, and this is a constant conversation. Like today, I hear Sexton's going there. Not that that's a big name, but today's all about Sexton going there and trading RJ Barrett. Like that's today's. Yeah, topic. RJ, RJ Barrett needs to be traded. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. But go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. And, and, and I. And a, few, a couple years ago, I believe KD was going there. We, we all know that that didn't work out. So, man, I mean, Okay, I'll just I'll just throw it out there. Like I don't know how happy he is. I think it it could be Luca. I think they could have Luca within three years. We hey, we're talking big yeah, name. That's that's not bad. Yeah, that's not bad. I, I that's, we, that. We've touched on that, haven't we? No, we said Luca will wind up in like a, or New York's a bigger market. I don't think we said he, he would go there. I think we I talked think, about I think Miami. That's one of the names we threw out, and it was like, nah, dude, like, no way. Yeah. I, but, I, think, um, I mean, I think he could kind of, his attitude seems to me, I, I've kind of, through watching the playoffs, like, I could see him more there than I could have a year ago. A year ago, I would have said, you know, stays in Dallas or even winds up at Houston or LA, you know, okay. something like that. But, I was in New York, and he would be the, it would just be huge. That'd be so giant. What about this? What if Brooklyn traded Kyrie for Luca? Oh, geez. <laughs> I don't even know if that's a possible trade. Um, I, it doesn't feel like that's something that could happen. Kyrie would not be happy with that. No, he wouldn't. But Kyrie, done, man, that dude done burned every bridge. They weren't happy with him down like this year. They tolerated him because when he played, he was productive. Yeah, but just uh, the attitude and everything, and he's had a weird career. I think he's. I think his career is going to be a what if when he's all said and yeah, done. I know it sounds crazy, but when it's all said and done, I think he's more of a what if, and that's fine if that's how he wants to. You know, that's his life, <laughs> that's his choice. But as far as an NBA career, but, oh, um, you, you, you touched the nerve, Kels. Well, go ahead, Jeff. You touched the nerve, <laughs> <laughs> but uh. Yeah, that's so I, I could see Luca there. Like as far as if we're talking like megastars, um, 
I think they'll pick up somebody good this year. I, it's always hard for me because I just don't know where these guys are at in their contracts. I mean, and yeah, and Kills is a contract guy. I'll yeah, that. that's that's tougher. And my guys are too. We got several guys at the network that, that break this down and they'd have an answer for you. But just something feels that they're they're going to be at the point to where they're ready for that big star. He's going to be at the age. He doesn't seem to love it down there already. And not usually anymore. Once, not anymore. Usually once once the, once there's where there's smoke now, it feels like this happens. Like every player we've heard about being unhappy leaves. Yep. But I Dame, I don't think Dame is that guy because I think if he was going to make the move, he would have already talk made the Don't talk about that guy either. Don't talk about that guy either. <laughs> hey, what, about, what about Zion going to New York? Bingo. That's it. Oh, that's, that's who it. everybody. That's who they I can want. See that. I can see that happen. That makes the most sense, right? It does. It does. And make, see, it ma- and I'm still Zion. I know this sounds crazy. Every, everybody sees it. I'm not saying that I don't believe in him, but I don't see that. I don't see the next step that everybody sees. I don't sees. see it either. I don't I, either. I, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I understand he, what he does really well is he's awesome and he's kind of rare because of his size and speed and all that. But I don't. I try to picture like him carrying a team to a championship, and I know I just think no, he needs no, some no, 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 help. You, you know, you know what he is. He is a short shack that can handle the ball halfway and shoot a little bit. He's a short yeah. shack. I said he's a he's a hybrid of Larry Johnson and Sean Kemp. I think yeah, yeah, Larry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nice. yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, he's a cross between those two. Yeah, Larry Johnson's a good comparison. Yeah. It, and I know, I know he can. I know and all that. I know he's gonna, he's a really good player, and I think he could go there. And I know they want him. I just don't know. Like, he's I just don't know he, if I see. He's already said he love. I love the garden. I love it there. Well, everybody loves the garden because everybody wants nah, to. Everybody the has their best games there. Look at look at Kobe, Mike. Um, I, who else had a really dope I, game in the garden? I understand recently? that. Besides saying that, they love it. Like, yeah. I want I want to leave and and, and go there. Because from what I'm understanding, his, his parents are saying that, oh, he's not happy or we're not happy with the direction. That, like, they have a say in them, or they kind of do because of their son. But, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think and, – and, and Kels and I talk about this a lot. You know, everybody – you know, they laugh at me when I say Zion New York. He, no one wants to play for Dolan. And I said, have you heard anything from James Dolan in, in a year and a half? You haven't. Because he's Whoa. shut up and, and he's playing his gigs at Stymies and the drunken bastard, you know. <laughs> he's, he's playing his gigs there and he's like, hey, they got Tibbs, they got a really good coach, and they got a lot of stuff because you got to realize what the finals, what the playoffs do for a player's capital, what it does for their stock. Just like we just talked about him. Kyrie Irving played 12 games for Duke. 12. 12. I'm a Carolina fan. No so, one did. Yeah. And all he did was had a good – he had a good little run in the, in, in the tournament. He had a good little run in the tournament. Oh, he's number one pick. That's insane to me. But 12, in fairness, who was better than him in that draft? If you can remember anybody else from that draft. I don't besides, Tristan, besides Tristan Thompson, who was number four and went to the Cavs as well. Who else was in that draft? Exactly. It, ha- it, it had to be some. It had to be somebody lower seed that, that did something, because I know that first first ten was like trash, wasn't it? Not not the deepest draft. Not the deepest draft. Yeah, 
But so, Jeff, I just I just had to ask you that question because we talk about it all the time, but we don't get a chance to ask someone else that that loves the game like we do. You know, I had to ask you that question because we argue about it like what three times weekly. a week, weekly, yeah, weekly. <laughs> so, yep. Um, hey, I'm more interested, to be honest with you, and who's going to be the next superstar in Chicago? Like, it feels like I've been waiting for a minute. I thought, I thought, I thought, look, look, he's I not the answer. Levine's not the answer. I thought it was going to be Denzel Valentine, but see how that turned out. Who? Right. Does he even win the roster? Bro, I'm going to tell y'all right now. Now, I don't fail the eye test too often, but I thought that guy was like, I'm like, man, after the rookie, he's going to – nope. <laughs> nope. You know what I wouldn't be surprised to see? Anthony Davis go home. I've heard that. I've heard it, that. It, now, listen. Right now, I don't – I kind of feel like the way the, the way Kyle feels about some of these players. That's kind of where I'm at with AD because I'm like, you, you got to be on the court to play. Man, always hurt. Street clothes. Street clothes, Davis. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't think that that was too unfair. Like I'm like, come on, man. So like, you got Kobe White up there. You can send AD up there. Send Levine. Send Levine to LA. You have your slasher in, in your in your shooter, and you and still got. You still got Montrez, Montrez Harrell, and um, who was the other center down there? Um, it was Harrell, and who was starting for L.A.? I know they got Gasol, Harrell, and somebody. Schroeder. Schroeder, no, no, no. Uh, Moncrief Morris, one of the Morris boys. Yeah, one of the Morris. So you still, you're still solid, but now I you're making a play. <laughs> Moncrief Morris? Moncrief. <laughs> but, but, but I think for one, it would serve two purposes, right? AD's going home, so you're going to get the ticket sales. And then you're going to have that presence down low. You're going to have the down low score, and you're going to get people come to the game to see the hometown hero a return. AD. Who, who are we talking about with the down low score? I mean, the, the in the paint scoring. For AD? Who? For Chicago. Yeah. AD? Well, no, because uh, they still got – um, they got – is Wendell Carter still there, or is he gone? Who? Wendell Carter. Who? Wendell, Wendell Carter. Carter. Wendell Carter Jr. Oh, no, they still got Lori Markkinen. They got him out there. They got some players. AD's not playing. AD, AD plays like he thinks he's Iverson sometimes, man. I he's don't know what guard. that guy's up to. Well, he was a point guard. He was, he was a point guard. guard. Yeah. But not he's a great not, one. <laughs> no, he, no he, he, he's not a great point guard. But here's what you have to understand. For his size and ability at his height, 611 oh, 6'11, look, handling the ball like right around the three point line, pull it up, taking that fadeaway shot that he can hit. Yeah, the, let, only let him, big man, the only big man with better handles than him, Kevin Durant and Ben Simmons at that Kevin size. Durant's not a big man uh, at that size, but he's not a big man. He's standing seven feet. He ain't a big he, man. Dirk was Dirk a big man? Yes, I'm sorry, guys. Where did, where did Dirk play? He played the two, right. Did he? Uh, I think they put him at the three, that, three or four. That's a big mismatch. So put, so put, uh, put AD at at the. I hate to say it, but put him at the three. Like let him play three. <laughs> yeah, that's why not? At this point, why not? Exactly. And then, then you, you know, that's you what gotta, he wants to do. It's what he wants to do. Yeah, and then just let him. Who's the coach up there? Who's the coach in Chicago? Um, shoot, uh, Billy Donovan. Okay, yeah, Billy D knows how to utilize him. He's good. Like I'd let him go and trade, trade uh, Zach Levine. Let let old send him back. Send him back. Hey, somebody, 
We're, we're, we're grasping for straws. I know. I know. We got AD going to we got AD going to a, a D League team in Chicago. Yeah, this is what this is what me and Kyle do every week. Every week at some yeah. point, we throw out just random random trades and weirdo stuff like that. So, yeah. Hey man, this stuff happens. We, I mean, look where I mean, Chris Paul's in Phoenix. Like, nobody's three years ago. This didn't make any sense. So yeah, I, I, hey, look, I like I'm guilty. It. I laughed at that trade. I was like, this is not going to work. No, I, I thought was it was one of the people that said that. I was one of the people that said that. It's yeah. not going to work. Yeah, I didn't see it working like this. You know, I'll, I'll admit that. I was like, oh, they definitely go to the playoffs after what they did but, last year. But. but you know what the key was? The key was finally getting Aiton's ass in gear. That was the yeah. key. Because Aiton, yeah. to me, Aiton had about three years left in the league. Like yep. before he started hitting the, uh, the carousel of Getting traded. The Sacramento, before, the Dallas, uh, before, he, before he becomes the, the uh, um, that guy still in the league. The journeyman. <laughs> yeah, the the journeyman. League. I'm telling you, I read an article today. I think it was Mark Bryant is the one that's working with him, and it, and basically got in his head and told him like, "Hey, man, this is what we need you to do." And it clicked, and it's been rocking since. So, and then he got one of the best point guards as far as for a big man of all time. Oh, that, I know. That's huge. Yeah. I know. Hey, look, hey, look, before he becomes a trade bag, like you, you don't like what you see, man. He does everything, man. Just go up to him and just talk to him, man. Just like you know, a huge more salesman. Yeah, like some old street booty, man. That's how they were about to treat him. That's how yeah. they were about to treat him. <laughs> well, he's about to get paid, like oh, oh man, just in time. Yep, yep. So, uh, so gentlemen, I, I think we covered everything. Uh, my last question was, do we think the NBA is in a good place? But I think we, I think we answered that. That we, we feel good about where it's at. We're enjoying the playoffs. I'm, I think, if nothing else, we proved that you know the people who actually watch basketball for the last thirty years um, are good with it. You know, we're not a we're not a bunch of grumpy old men, com, you know, complaining about you know fouls and all, all bad boys and. Yeah, if, if, you love, if you love basketball, if you love basketball, you love it regardless. Like, like, like I said, the two early two thousands were kind of like a junk time, but you had good things that came out of that. Like, yeah, it was high scoring, it was a different style of play. Vince Carter dunks, all kinds of crazy stuff like that. It was what? stuff you had never seen during and the now, dead ball era. <laughs> yeah, exactly, the dead ball era, and it just you know it, it hits its peaks and valleys, and I think we're just kind of coming out of that because we just got beat over the head with so many Golden State and. and in Cleveland matchups, it did not, take away from those playoffs. You're right, for, for, yeah, and, and they were years. great. Those Golden State Warriors teams were mm-hmm. great. And what LeBron did with Cleveland was great, and it was a throwback to the Lakers Celtics battles. But now mm-hmm. it's like, okay, we need something different, and we're transitioning. And now we're going to see what this looks like going forward. Yeah, yeah, it's been pretty cool to see. It's been pretty cool to see fresh. I mean, I think there's only one player, I believe Crowder, right, that has been to the finals in this whole yeah. series. Yes, that's amazing. Yep. That's amazing. So whoever wins it, man, they're going to be super, super happy. And then next year, what's cool is next year, neither neither of these teams are guaranteed to be back there next year. Neither of them are that good. So, so it's another open season. Um, um, I'm loving it, you know, personally, uh, you know, as it goes. So, so, uh, you know, that's it, everybody. I want to thank everybody watching. I want to thank everybody that's listening to this, um, you know, on, on the podcast. If you're listening on iTunes, of course, if you could give us a five star, 
Everybody go check out the Cultural Marauders podcast. They're everywhere you can find podcasts. Go to their <laughs> Facebook page. Um, go to their Instagram. They do a lot of work over there. Uh, Kels does some interesting work. Interviews. Uh, you guys interview some amazing people. Uh, the shows are really cool. I know you're on a bit of a summer break right now, but um, there's plenty of stuff on there to catch up. I want to thank Curtis. I want to thank Kyle for coming on. This was great. It was. I, it was. You guys brought everything I knew you would. Uh, from from basketball lovers from a long time. It, 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 this was a lot of fun, guys. So I appreciate it. Yeah, check out OffTheBallNetwork.com, everyone. And um, have a great day and be kind to each other. Thanks, gentlemen. Peace. All right.